Welcome, folks, to the Home for Anime. I am Bryn the Rambler, your host, with no toast, but I am ready to jam. And this is part two of the two-part episode of What Ren is Watching in the Spring 2021 Anime Season. And honestly, I would really appreciate it if you listen to the bad and the mid-anime that I saw. But this is the real meat and potatoes. This is the good anime and the absolute bangers, in my opinion. So, yeah, it'd be good if you watch the other one. But this one, you really need to watch, play, listen, whatever it is that you do with your podcast. Watch me on your screen, that little picture that shows up in every episode. Just watch it the entire time while you're listening to the sound of my smooth, silky, somewhat pubescent voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the first show in the good category that I want to talk about is Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, which is a comedy romance slice of life show and it's basically about this fateful meeting in a school library that first-year high school student Nagatoro has with her senpai that leads to her tormenting him in any way that she can. And honestly, this show sounds a lot worse than it is. To, to Nagatoro, it's playful bullying. And their chemistry together is really cute. The manga really isn't bad. I read the entire manga. Well, I read it whenever a new chapter comes out. It's one of the ones that I really don't have any problem following. And I think that they did a really great job capturing the characters through the way that they're animated. I think that the animation itself is really good. And the seiyuu that they used for the characters are all extremely fitting. It's not really spoilery for me to say this, but they do become friends. And she definitely does toy with him for the entire series, 50 plus chapters in. But it's cute. And it's 74% wholesome. The next show that I want to talk about is Higehiro. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway, which is a drama, romance, slice of life anime. And it is about a man named Yoshida who is 26 years old and after being rejected and getting stupid drunk, finds a girl named Sayu sitting on the side of the road. He offers to let her stay the night so that she isn't in harm's way, and she tries to seduce him so that she can stay, but he straight up rejects her. He says, I'm only into older women with big tits, which, good for you, man, you know, I'm more into the smaller chest myself, but uh, we can all respect a pair of big yiddies, we can all appreciate that. But um, the next day, he realizes what he's done, and 
He doesn't have the heart to put her out, so he offers to let her stay with him until she can go home or until she can find a means to support herself, which I think is really nice, but this show is semi-wholesome. I think that taking on a guardianship role is extremely admirable and that their friendship and their familial relationship that they're starting to form is great except for that whole seduction thing and i am very very wary about shows like this because they could easily go the whole bunny drop or if it's for my daughter i defeat a demon lord root where the whole incest is wincest or the oh well it's okay we're not related by blood thing comes in but i'm hopeful that higahiro isn't gonna fall into that and that we're actually just gonna get some really cool fake father daughter or uncle niece moments i think that's really sweet even if um there is this weird savior complex that could be argued is there but we ain't looking that deep The next show that I'm actually really excited to talk about is 86. I was so scared that no one was going to pick this show up even though it was so big. But 86 is a drama mecha sci-fi show. And it's about these drones called juggernauts that are said to be unmanned. But they have people who are considered to be mm, less than human. They are the people who are piloting these drones. And that's that's really the best description that I can give without having read the light novels. There's, there's a juggernaut sympathizer who gets put on this squadron. And we'll see how she does. But this show looks extremely intense. And there are a lot of visual cues that I really want to study because I became invested in the show within the first five minutes. There's a lot that I don't feel like I can get into because I only watched the episode once. And like I said, I need to go back because A1 Pictures, who, as you know, spawned cloverworks so they they've got their big boy big girl long dick silver pants on they came through with the animation and the visuals they're known for that but the things that i was able to pick up really made me consider picking up the light novel which there are only a few shows that have ever made me do that which are don machi also known as Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon and Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena. Everything from the character design to just the way that the show looks and the conversations that are had thus far, there's some very interesting dialogue. And like I said, those visual cues just, mm, I'm really excited for this one. This is going to be a lot but I feel like I can handle it.
Moving on from there, we have Let's Make a Mug 2. Not 2 as in the number 2, 2 as in as well. And it's a comedy slice of life show. And it's about this girl named Toyokawa who moves to Tajimi City in the Gifu Prefecture after her father quits his bigwig job and opens a coffee shop in her mom's hometown. She goes to school where her mom went to school and then she joins a pottery club. And from there, she learns that her mom was a huge killer pottery maker. She decides that she wants to try and make pottery so that she can honor her mom because her mom died when she was young. And she just wants to, she just wants to make cute things and it kind of gives her a peace of mind. So she's really into carrying on that legacy. The main draw to this show for me is that this looks like the Yuru camp of pottery. It's, it's chill and it's kind and it has good humor. So I'm set. I'm really excited to keep watching this this season. The next show that I want to talk about is Shadow's House, which is a slice of life supernatural show about these faceless shadow nobles that live in this big mansion and are attended by dolls who clean the soot that they emit alongside any other requests that the nobles may have. And this story follows a cheerful doll named Emilko, who is the attendant for a shadow named Kate. And this show is really mysterious. That, that's the only way I can really describe it. It's really mysterious. And I'm curious about the world inside and outside of the mansion. I'm not sure if this slice of life thing is going to get really dark, but I'm really hopeful for the potential that this series has nonetheless. And this could honestly put Cloverworks back to being the golden child of the young anime studios because last season they gave us Horimiya and One Direct Priority, two shows I absolutely loved. But as you know, they also gave us The Promised Neverland Season 2, which, as we all know, was, uh, <clears throat> was, um, fucking bullshit the next show that i want to talk about is joran the princess of snow and blood which is an action supernatural show and it's set in an alternate history japan in 1931 and it follows an organization called nue who act as executioners and enforce the government in this timeline where Emperor Meiji was never restored to power. So there's this one member of the organization named Soa who is trying to seek revenge on the person who killed her family when she was young. As far as revenge stories go, this one is okay. 
there are plenty of questions that are yet to be answered, but what really puts this in the good category is the action scenes that this show has. The fights alongside the animation are so clean. I absolutely love it. Like, it's so clean that Mr. Clean himself probably blushed and said, God damn, when he watched it. If he watched it, I don't know if Mr. Clean watches anime. But this story could honestly become something great. It could. If it didn't, that'd be fine. If it does, that'd be awesome. But really, I'm just here for the action. That's my main draw to this show. If you don't really care about action, then honestly, you could put it in the mid category, but because it looks so cool, that's what puts it in good for me. The next to last show in the good category is Those Snow White Notes, which is a music drama. And the synopsis reads, teenager Setsu's grandfather, who raised him and taught him how to play the shamisen, which is a traditional Japanese musical instrument that looks similar to a guitar, recently passed away. And as a result, Setsu can no longer play because he feels like he's lost his sound. And as a result, he goes on a personal journey so that he can find it. Now, I always appreciate a good story about someone finding themselves. That, that's great for me, but what makes the show really good is there's such a passion and an intensity that goes into every player who plays the shamisen or this one woman who has this beautiful voice that goes with the shamisen. I love good music and the sound is so powerful that it just makes the entire show elevate to incredible heights. So if you like good music that isn't, I don't want to say mainstream, but I personally had never heard of the shamisen before maybe 2018 because I saw a performance at a Japanese restaurant, but even then, I didn't know what it was called. I just knew the sound, but once I got to see this show, I knew, oh, this is the name of the instrument, and it's incredible seeing it played in so many different ways over the course of two episodes. So this show, really good. I would recommend it. And the last show that I would recommend is Tokyo Revengers, which is an action drama. And it's about this dude named Takemichi, whose life is at an all-time low. And it gets worse when he finds out that his ex-girlfriend Hinata was murdered by this vicious gang. While he's wondering what went wrong in his life, he somehow travels back in time 12 years. And once he realizes he can save her, he sets out to do things right this time. Time travel is confusing and jarring for me sometimes. Looking back at the movie Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl, that was okay. I really loved that movie and they did their time travel right, but 
time skips can piss me off and this one seems like it will handle those time skips and that time traveling pretty well just based off of the first episode and i'm really excited to see what the story is going to look like because episode one laid out such good groundwork and really i'm ready to have my mind blown so yeah tokyo revengers don't let me down and that's going to do it for the good category last but not least after we come back from the break we are going to have our bangers category and i am so excited to share those with you all right three two one with the bangers these are the anime that really just blew me away the first one to three episodes just made me think wow i really need to talk to as many people as i can about this it's the equivalent to god let me wake up to see another day and i am about to make it everyone's problem so for me God let me watch these anime, and I'm about to put it in everyone's faces. And to start it off, we're going to talk about Combatants Will Be Dispatched, which is an action comedy fantasy. And this show, to be brief, is about Combat Agent 6, who is selected to explore an alien planet with an android named Alice. They're evil and hilarious, and with both episodes... Honestly, I was dying laughing. I I don't want to get super into the plot because honestly, it, it matters. But you could just look at this show as being two people trying to be evil, but honestly just being funny the entire time. The best way to describe it is like, imagine if Konosuba had technology and was not as funny but still really funny and the reason that i say konosuba the humor is very similar and there's even a nod to the anime in the first episode but the person who wrote combatants will be dispatched is the same person who wrote konosuba also, just to stroke off Konosuba a little bit more, I think it's one of, if not the funniest isekai ever. But yeah, I would definitely say check out Combatants Will Be Dispatched. The next show that I want to talk about is Gloomy the Naughty Grizzly, which is a comedy. And Gloomy, an abandoned little bear, is rescued by a boy named Pity. Pity with two T's, but you'll hear my joke about that later. 
Lumi is really cute and cuddly when he's young, but he becomes really vicious as he grows up because bears don't become attached to their owners like dogs. And um, this show is really just a less than 90 second a week gag anime where you really pity with one T, pity with two T's. That was the joke. I hope you laugh because I am on the inside. The unique situations that lead to pity getting attacked are honestly funny to me. I can see why it wouldn't be appealing to anyone seeing this kid getting beaten up and bloodied up by a pink bear. But for me personally, it's just funny. But I understand that it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. The next show in the bangers category that I really want to talk about is Vivi, Fluoride Eyes Song, which is an action sci-fi music thriller. And it follows an AI named Vivi who was made to sing. She's encountered by an AI named Matsumoto who has come from 100 years in the future to enlist her help in trying to right the wrongs that have created a terrible, devastating future. This is another show that looks absolutely gorgeous, and the action in this show as well is so cool and just so exciting. There's an excellent premise to the show that has kept me invested and believe it or not they're actually there's looking to be some time skips we've already seen one but it was really easy to adjust to so i think that this looks and feels like a winner definitely check this one out next show i want to talk about is to your eternity which is an adventure supernatural drama and it centers on it a mysterious immortal being with no initial emotions or identity but that change is following a chain of events that leads it to go on a new never-ending journey the show's first episode honestly offended my senses so hard Aside from looking great, it it shows violence against my emotions and decided to ruin my day in the best possible way. This was so heartbreaking, and I was wondering, why am I so upset? Why are my eyes so full of salty water, that being tears? And then I read up on it and figured out the author of To Your Eternity is the same author from A Silent Voice. So I, once I figured that out, I knew that I was going to feel throughout the series, but I didn't expect to feel so much at the very beginning. 
Following that, we have Zombieland Saga Revenge, which is a music supernatural comedy. And after bombing at their last big concert, which was at the end of season one, the girls from Fran Choo Choo decide to start from scratch and pay off this huge amount of debt that they have, which is the revenge, them coming back to the main stage. This is a sequel that I've really been looking forward to because Zombieland Saga was one of my favorite shows from 2018, and honestly is one of my favorite shows in general. The comedy still hits perfect, and I really like the way that MAPPA is flexing on the animation. They have really been doing big things for the past few years, but of course we know them now from Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan the final season. But I still love literally everyone, and that's saying a lot because zombies are the number one thing that I fear most on this planet, but everything is so fucking cute and cool, and the music slaps even though it's in CG, you don't even care because it looks so good. Idle CG looks really good. Next show I want to talk about is Super Cub, which is a slice of life. And it follows a second year high school student named Koguma who has no parents or friends or hobbies to keep her daily life busy. But one day she gets a secondhand Honda Super Cub motorbike and begins to find purpose and adventure in her life. This show feels the most grounded out of any of the shows that are airing this season, or really that I've seen in the past few years. It, it feels really real seeing Koguma find growth and liberation from the life that she was trapped in because she gets to ride around on this cub. She has something that is hers, and that is something that I personally can really appreciate because having... Having that thing, having that possession, that thing that lets you feel free, that helps you escape, but also find a connection between the outside world and your life that lets you seem like a real person, it's, it's cathartic. And that's something that you can see with her when she's on the cub is that it's it's her catharsis. I think that's absolutely great, especially how whenever she thinks about her bike and when she's on it, the muted colors that the anime has, they become so vibrant. So that's why this is one of my personal favorites from this season. Also, she has the best and most wholesome smile of any anime character ever 
and you cannot tell me otherwise. Okay, we have two more. Second to last is Odd Taxi, which is a mystery anime following Adokawa, who is a taxi driver who lives an ordinary life, but somehow gets wrapped up in his customers' problems and thoughts, unwillingly, of course. But there's a bigger mystery surrounding him and his customers and the city at large. That's really all I can say. And what I really love about this show is that everyone's an animal. I love it when animals come to life because for some reason they're just fun. I know that probably doesn't make sense, but to me they're fun. When you grow up playing games like Sonic the Hedgehog and Jack and Daxter and Crash Bandicoot, seeing animals do shit and have the same emotions that we have, it's just a lot of fun. And they're all an odd taxi just full of this really dope vibrancy but also everyone's chill and everyone's got this dark vibe it, it's hard to explain honestly and it's one show that I would definitely say you have to see it to believe it you have to see it in order to get what it has to offer because it has a lot to offer and I'm really excited to see where this goes next because one thing that I love in case you couldn't tell by this entire two-part series I love a good mystery also another thing about them being animals they dress really well and all the character designs are really great but yes odd taxi absolute winner My final entry in the bangers of spring 2021 is The Slime Diaries, which is a slice-of-life comedy fantasy show. And The Slime Diaries is a spinoff of the isekai That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. And this really just focuses on the daily lives of everyone from that show. It's done by the same studio who does the show. But somehow they managed to make everything really cute. And The Slime Isekai is one of my favorite shows. I love watching it. I love rewatching it. It's a lot of fun. And since... Part one of season two just ended. This really does help fill the void in my heart before part two of season two comes out in, I believe, summer. So this is just a nice, chill way for me to spend every Tuesday. I love it. It's probably my favorite just because I love the slime isekai so much but 
that's it. I have nothing more to say other than the fact that I thank you for being a part of this long, long, long <clears throat> ride. And yeah, this was a lot of fun. I would love your feedback so that I know how I can make the next list even better and more comprehensive. And yeah, keep watching anime or start watching anime if you don't already because anime is some good shit. I like anime. I think about anime every day. Anime for lunch, anime for breakfast, anime for dinner. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's all I got. Alright, peace.